Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 115 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. Mainest man. Back from a great week slash weekend in Las Vegas. Amazing wrestling, amazing time. Um, Willie, you were back home. Did, Did you venture over to Hooters? Absolutely not. Of course not. I did not. Although for the first time, um, I went to the strip. Um, I'd never really been because wrestling. If you've never been to a Vegas wrestling tournament, none of them are actually like near what's called the strip, which is like where all the big, really nice casinos are. It's kind of they're kind of off the grid a little bit. So like in South Point is especially isolated. So the strip is like this. Like the, it's wherever it's where you kind of go to get the true Vegas experience. Anyways, Brock, who is our re- resident uh, international slash Vegas a, expert, could be a tour guide in Vegas. He he really could be. He and he actually was uh, that evening. So we I just we just walked around for maybe an hour or so. Um, I forget which evening it was, but anyways, it was it was um that was a fun experience for me just to walk around. It's quite a a sight to be seen, especially. If you've never done it before so yeah I, well, most I kinda... of the time too most of the time too when you're at those tournaments in vegas you're the first one in your first one out the schedule's such that you don't even have time to do anything right yeah okay so the only reason we could and we weren't out that late i think we were back by like 10 30 so it's not like we were party animals but um the uww junior freestyle so greco was over uww junior freestyle didn't start till that afternoon so we knew we didn't have to be there super early, you know. Right, and typically you, you have know, to be there at seven, eight the, o'clock. The U.S. Open is there, right? So you're, you always have to be there early. So, but we didn't this time. So ventured out. Um, yeah. So, how was it 
just completely focusing on the juniors, Christian. I liked it, and I remember thinking last year, like, man, this is awesome, but there's so much good wrestling that really you're only you don't get to focus enough on how uh, yeah. on the big stories like juniors inherently have to take a back seat to senior level stuff yeah remember so last for this year? reason we got to really focus uh, on the on the kids and it was it was great yeah because last year they had the arena they used the arena right oh yeah it was it was really There's different this year four mats in front of you and I just remember you know Jojo Smith and Fox Baldwin or something wrestling on a different mat, and you couldn't really follow it. So it must have been a lot better that you could focus on all the premier matchups, which there was a lot of. There were a lot of premier matchups. I mean, some really great weights, and I'm sure we'll get to that more. Um, yeah, I don't know if you do you want to start with with UWA Juniors. Where do you want to go here? Uh, well, for, no, we'll get into that later. Okay. We're really, we're really cracking one with that one, but right. uh. Uh, where where do you want to open with? Do you want to open with a a, a few nuggets? Yeah, so- let's let's do that because you know what we we have a lot more nuggets than than we drop here, um, some inside scoops and and whatnot. And we teased a couple weeks ago. Hey, we'll probably have more on the Ramos stuff here eventually. And um, then so we thought we were gonna do something with that, but then randomly a tweet pops up. He's going to UNC, which you know. I had known and we had known for a couple weeks, so we can get to we can get to drop that. We can get to share that with you beforehand. So um, we're just not going to hold back as much anymore. So um, you know we get things we get things more or less confirmed and and we'll just we'll just drop them. You want to do that from now on? Is that cool? Let's just let's just drop everything. Let's just let's drop just, them. Okay. Let's just put it on as soon as we get something. Let's just put it on the news. We'll just put it on the news. Okay. Um, first little nugget I'm hearing trouble. Um, with Ronnie Bresser at Oregon State, he is possibly, and by possibly, very likely looking to transfer out of Oregon State. Well, you use the word trouble. Not trouble. He's I, not there's, in trouble. There's not, there's not trouble, right? Not tr- Well, there's. it's a troubled relationship, I guess you could say, but it's not like... Right, but, Ronnie's not in trouble, trouble. So right. he, he uh, I, I believe, is shopping around. So don't be surprised to see a Ronnie... Bresser transfer, um, very possible. Heard that from three different random people already, so that that's heating up. It looks like where 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 could he possibly land? I mean, um, he's darn good. He's AA caliber, and but I would assume that does a Pac-10, Pac-12 have a a system where they could block? I don't think it's like. Um, well, my understanding is he will be given a release. First of all, but I know I know that even if you have a release in like the Big Ten, you still have to sit here if you go Big Ten to Big Ten. Um, I don't know if the Pac-12 is like that. I don't believe that they are Pac-12. So wow, he could so, he could stay in the Pac-12. Um, three three years remaining. Two. Two. That's could be a big pickup. For somebody. Yeah, he's tough. He's tough. He's tough. Um, okay, Fresno stuff going on there. Um, the Fresno State job, obviously, that's something that is is going to be um, widely discussed, and, and they should be announcing their coach, I would imagine. I heard they were going to announce in April. Well, it's May, so that's not happening. But don't be surprised if Troy Steiner ends up being the guy. Um, but 
th things have kind of changed there. And this is, this is a weird situation, okay? So th the administration at Fresno, I think, I think made, made a mistake in the initial process when they were courting some of the guys they were going after and kind of lowballed the candidates with, with a number of things, including, I believe, salary, but also the the roster cap and the and the scholarship situation. Okay, so they were lowballing some candidates and the donors, the, the people who like helped bring this back are like, what are you doing? You're screwing this whole thing up. Don't don't lowball these guys. Be real. So now like the the offers have all changed and the the job became a lot better because Fresno is ponying up now. So now a guy like Troy Steiner, who's um, obviously a well-credentialed coach, is is in the mix, and and I think he will be the guy. But there could be other guys still in the mix there. Sounds like a little bit of a mess. Yeah, right. It, and it that turned so, that turned off some of the the. So you thought that? I don't know. I got I got the impression throughout that process, and with with the literature that was written, that Fresno State was the university itself was kind of like all in on this yeah I, I, got, I got the impression that they were rallying like yeah let's do the right thing let's let's bring back wrestling let's you know and so you would assume that there would be a lot of support but it sounds like candidates applied found out there wasn't a lot of support the donors said why are our top candidates turning the job down the administration or, or somebody told them well they're you know there's this, this, and this that's not right. And then the donors went to the admin and and fought for changes. Yeah, which happened. So, so that's good, but that's also a little scary. Right. Right? Like it's like this big... But now that the situation is remedied, maybe. Now it's perhaps. a really, really good job. Now it's a... Do you know that for a fact? Yeah. I mean, you know that... Yeah. Okay, so so now do those candidates who applied or considered, and I'm not saying by any way, shape, or mean that Troy Steiner isn't the guy, but do, do the other guys reconsider? Uh, I think some may. I think that some may. Now, Troy, um, exactly. You're, you're exactly right in how you kind of phrase that about Troy, because Troy's a great coach. But I think one, one thing that's important to Fresno is a California guy. And Troy Steiner though he has ties out west, he's not a California guy, he's not a Fresno guy, and I, I think there's other candidates that, that maybe fit that bill a little better, but maybe they can't match Troy's coaching ability. Um, so, so that's like kind of what they're balancing. I believe, I still believe it'll be Troy. Also out west, in light of, um, you know, Greg Randall's, how do you say, it? he's been getting fired there, there's a lot of interest in this Boise State job oh I heard the number 60 applicants that that blows my mind yeah I don't know if that's true I don't think that's true someone might have just said that they might have just said that but uh, regardless regardless it's still um, uh, there's a lot of interest there I've heard names um, I hear Mike Zadik could be interested I heard Zach Esposito. Um, really? Yeah. So, but we'll see. Uh, Espo? Mm. He's, a cow he's a cowboy throw and throw. Yeah, I know. I don't see him leave. But you never know. This is this is just 
the names we hear, we're just passing it along. Um, take it for what it's worth. These aren't facts. These are just uh, the information we come across. Well, so, boys, it's, it's, it's a good thing, though. I mean, maybe it's not 60, and maybe it's, those aren't the guys, but if you're, you know, the, 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 more, the more applicants and the better applicants, it's good for wrestling. Get somebody really good in there. Yeah, I completely agree. So apparently that's a, a coveted position. Um, you know, for, from what I understand, Greg Grandel was not the most compensated coach and the coaches there, um, the, the financial packages aren't, aren't amazing. So that may be an area if they want to get one of these big fish at Boise, they may have to up their, yeah. their packages. Oh no, I, I, I understand. I understand he might not have been, but listen, there's, there's a limited number of head coaching opportunities, uh, and I don't know. I don't think anybody is a wrestling coach for money, right? You know, you do it for. I I could be a lawyer. Well, right? I could be a lawyer. It doesn't. Could you be a this. lawyer though, Willie? I um, know. I don't know that you could be a lawyer. I mean, if you know, maybe not. <laughs> You'd have to have a degree. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. You do this you. for the love of it, right? So, I mean, you could go there and make a name for yourself and move on, or you could go there and and accept the salary that you have and have an awesome program, and you, you get what I'm saying. I feel you. I feel you. Um, so Rich Bender was on the T-Row and Funky show. The, the yeah, Rich ben- I love Rich Bender, by the way. You do. He was wearing a very fancy shirt at the at the U.S. Open. Did he was you wearing see- a puffy print shirt? Huh? A puffy, like, Prince-like shirt? I don't think it was especially puffy, but it was... Um, I don't know. It was fancy. It, it fitted. It fit Vegas. It was. It was nice. I. I couldn't pull a shirt of that nature off. But anyways, that's beside the point. Rich Bender was dropping some some huge nuggets. I couldn't believe he did this. Ben Askren. Like, I love it. That was so... Askren like Jedi mind tricked him. He's like, oh, just so don't give cool me names. Just give me initials. Well, I wonder who T B L R and B Z are. Like he basically gave us the names, right? Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. If you missed it, if you missed it, Rich Bender was on with Tommy Rollins and Ben Askren and, and Ben's like, give us initials. And Bender's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we just need to ask, uh, like high school kids. All right. Don't tell me where you're going. Just, um, just give me the initials of where they are. Uh, I'm going to ASU. Okay. Perfect. Could be, (laughs) could be app state or Arizona state. I mean, they left room for, they left room for speculation right yeah you, you or Arizona State. it's one of those yeah perfect so that, that's a new little um i never thought i'd learn anything media wise from ben Askren, but you know just get someone to say the initials and they're like they feel their safety net so here's the initials they were and it, safety initials. yeah sk was so there's sk jh tb lrbz and km so sk was the one everyone's like who is sk and seriously i, it, I even if said it I thought he made a mistake because there's nobody named SK. But it, apparently there's someone named Steve Knight who yeah. coaches Excel Wrestling. I mean, I don't know what that is. I mean, I use Excel daily. You know, it's a, it's a great program. But as far as the Steve wrestling Steve Knight's club, an Iowa guy. He's an Iowa guy. Okay. Good to know. So SK, would I guess, is him or Stephen Keith, the former Harvard All-American. One of no, those. it's not Stephen Keith. It's going to rule him <laughs> out right now. I'm going to rule him out. <laughs> You're going to go ahead and rule out Stephen Keith. All right. J.H., 
Um, which I believe to be Jim Humphrey. What do Johnny you think? <laughs> yeah, Jim Humphrey. TB, Terry Brands. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. LR, Lou Roselli. BZ, Bill Zadick. KM, Kenny Monday. So uh, I, I don't believe that KM is Kenny Monday. It's not Kerry McCoy. It's not Kerry McCoy? I don't think so. It's Kenny Monday. Okay. I promise you. I don't know that for a fact, but I promise you it's Kenny Monday. Because he even tweeted that yeah, basically yeah, that he was interested in the job. So mm-hmm. I think there's there's interest there. So there's some interesting names in there. I, mean, I think Jim Humphrey is an interesting one. Um, one that I think hasn't been thrown around, but probably should have. You know, he's a guy that's been coaching at the international level for a really long time um and then more recently at the ohio rtc obviously terry and and lou roselli have been kind of the two leading candidates for for a while and listening to 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 mr bender describe the job as uh you know a ceo type position like he even he even said that 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 to me was interesting that that's interesting because when i think of Lou Roselli and Terry Brands, and really a lot of these guys, I think of wrestling coaches, right? And Right. Well, how often did you hear uh, Zeke Jones repeatedly said that he he almost let, stays out of everybody's way. He lets these guys train, you know, at their RTCs, and and so when he said that, I kind of I kind of felt like the position was a CEO type position as opposed to. Uh, a hands-on right so that that's that's where this job is so interesting to me and i we maybe have discussed this on other shows but you know i see lou roselli and terry brands as guys that they're gonna want their hands on these athletes right so uh, instead of like organizing camps and, and things of that nature but but i don't know but i don't know i don't know all the ins and outs of the job now, of course, they still do. They still do. Oh, teach, of course. Right? You know, Bruce Burnett and Zeke Jones were hands-on and, and did have their time, but they're not with these guys every day, like uh-huh. the Ohio RTC coach or the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, or et cetera, et cetera. So those are those are the interesting. Those are names. Um, oh man, it's tough. I don't know who I would pick. No, I don't either. Glad that's. No. I don't know who I would pick. And, and you know what? If I did know, I, I don't think I would say it either. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know enough about the structure to say who would be the best. Right. Like you could say the head coach at Iowa State, at Iowa, Penn State. Okay, who would be a good fit there? Because you know what goes into yeah, it. Yeah, right? you have a you better don't idea. exactly know what the workings are in Colorado Springs. Right. Exactly right. And if, um, if Bill Zadick gets the job, then there's two positions that are available kind of beneath them. You know, and if someone gets hired and and Bill Zadig moves on elsewhere, there'll still be two different different positions. So there's likely, and I'm gonna say probably, two more positions that are that are gonna eventually open up there at USA Wrestling after this is named. So it could be a complete overhaul, uh, and really it hinges on Bill Zadig staying on or not staying on, whether there's a complete overhaul or not. Yeah. Yep. So okay, I, I another guess. thing that that. I'm glad Mr. Bender said on the on the show was that he said 
forget the Olympics. It's every four years. And why don't we have 10 weights? Yeah, baby. I loved it. I loved it. And he had kind of a cool idea. Like He had lots of cool ideas. He did. He's an ideas man. But I like that he had he said like for the ten weights, have them like be opposite of the Olympic weight. Like Oh yeah. That was smart. Like have a like so let's say the Olympic weight's fifty five, so have like a fifty or fifty seven. So have the world weights be like fifty five and fifty nine. Then in an Olympic weight you come Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it because and I went on a rant a couple times on different shows that said, you know, we treat we treat 61 and 70 like a redheaded stepchild and people avoid it and and, and talk about it like it's a, a lesser way and and even the wrestlers and coaches themselves right um treat it like it's a le- lesser weight in the non-olympic years because it's a non-olympic weight well who cares you're still the best in the world at that weight and um so bender's idea is to make the weight classes in non-Olympic years, none of them be Olympic weights so that you do away with this kind of mentality that it's a non-Olympic weight because all of them would be non-Olympic weights. Exactly. Yep. I'm down with that for sure. I'm Uh down with it too. And I'm down with 10 weights. You know, the Olympics are great every four years to put on a pedestal pinnacle of the sport, but at the same time, don't let, don't let the Olympics and don't let the Olympic committee determine yeah. the sport for the other three years or four, you know, yeah. one week out of every four years, you know, you is, can't, you can't let, you can't design everything around one week every four years. That's, right. That's, that's not, it's not wise. So there's no reason. There's absolutely no reason that in non-Olympic years, at the world championships, you can't have a, as many weights as you want. You could have 20. You could have eight. You could have, you know, more in freestyle than Greco if you wanted to. You can do whatever you want. Right. Okay. So that's that was uh, Mr. Bender, Executive Director, USA Wrestling on T-Row and Funky. Check it out if you haven't already. Um, where to next, pal? Uh, let's talk briefly. We'll talk. Well, let's let's go into the juniors, but let's talk briefly about Greco before we do the whole full breakdown okay. of freestyle. And and we were talking a little bit off air. Uh, and our junior and cadet Greco teams have not been very good. We haven't had a junior medal since Sam Stoll's bronze in 2013. Mm-hmm. Not so. Not good. Not good. So not good. Last year in cadets, um, Taylor Lamont wrestled for bronze, but he was uh, a cadet last year. Yeah, he made three straight cadet world teams, and then is that all? <laughs> and then uh, now he made this team, and then juniors. But um, yeah, so our, our results aren't good. You, you attribute that. You do attribute that to the fact that. Freestyle is just more popular in the United States, or what do you attribute that to? You attribute it to that. That's a part of it. Um, you attribute. I mean, because it... it'd be one thing if Greco medals at the cadet and junior level were rare, but also freestyle were rare. But we're doing well. 
We're doing quite well. And even the weights we don't medal, we're we were very we had great shots at meddling. Whereas some of these we just we just look at class. So it's it's a number of things. One, freestyle is the more popular style here. So with that you get all the consequences. Like we have more elite freestyle coaches than Greco coaches, right? So we know how important coaching is, and that trickles down to how good our our athletes and it ultimate, certainly ultimately are. And then if you're it's best, more popular, and 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 it's also you know Greco is very nuanced and and close. You know freestyle is closer to folk. folk, right? It's more natural. I mean, the, yeah, and these are these are kind of obvious. And then you know our best guys, by and large, don't go Greco. Um, our best athletes, our best guy, our guys that are are ranked. Now, there's a couple exceptions, I believe, on this team. Someone like Nick Renan, someone like Taylor Lamont. These guys have had significant success in, on the folk style freestyle scene. Kamal Bay, um, you know, I believe he's a guy that's been nationally ranked before. Quentin Hovis, you know, he won at 70. Mike Rogers. So these are guys that are good. Now, Giangelo Hancock is probably, and by probably, I mean definitely our best junior Greco guy. I mean, this is a guy that made our national team on the senior level. So he's obviously very tough. So this is this is probably the team that breaks the streak and, and gets a medal, um, but maybe not. <laughs> it's nothing guaranteed because junior world Greco is no joke. Uh, Randon Miranda, Dalton Roberts, Taylor Lamont, Jamal DeArmond. Hey, isn't that, that guy came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, he's he looked good too. Yes, he did. Um, Kamal Bay, Nick Reed, and Jangel Hancock, Mike Rogers. That's your junior world Greco team. And here's to a couple medals um, as they as they head to France. What what do you think about? Is Reenan big enough to medal there? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's big enough. Those guys. I don't are know. I don't enormous. know how. How good is Nick Reenan and Greco? Is he? Is he? Would you say he's really good in Greco, or would you say he's just a really good wrestler? Um, I when I I don't see him as uh, I don't find him especially good on top, right? Mm-hmm. I, he's amazing on his feet. If he can get those feet to backs, and uh, the refs quit calling him leg fouls. Did you watch those? Yes. That was terrible. I mean, they were he's really he's really good with his feel and his throws. <clears throat> he has this natural kind of feel. Um, but you know, it's tough. It's tough as a high schooler switching up. You're going to a folk style for eight months, and then a freestyle tournament here and there, and then Greco. So uh, just like just like anybody, he, he'll get he'll get good um, seasoning. He'll get good coaching, and when, when he can devote himself to. Working on gut wrenches for the next three months, you know. Right, right. So that's uh, that's the freestyle or the excuse me, the Greco-Roman. Squad. Now he did beat he did beat Coling, who was the cadet um, representative last year. So that's a good sign. Right, right. And he was really dominant. If if they didn't take all those points off the board, I think he probably would have teched him twice. He <laughs> hit about four or five. Feet to back throws. Yeah, he's really he's Renan's really good over under body lock, but he's gonna have to have a change up. He's gonna have to be able to um, do more. Like Colling just had no answers from that position by and large. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, on to the freestyle guys. First things first, me just didn't go, which laugh out loud at you. What? Was that I s- because we had this whole thing last what, time. What happened more at UWWG Junior Freestyle? Did guys register and show up or register and not show up? What what is the what happens more often than not? Uh we did not that's not the point. The point of the story is you said that Michich you said that Michich said he's on the fence about going. I said I bet you he doesn't go. You said he's registered. I said that doesn't mean a thing. Uh it means a lot. It means a lot. No, just because he didn't show up. Just because he didn't show up, using the exception here. Using the exception. It happened the blind I said I bet you doesn't show up and use the blind squirrel No, that's not devout, a good analogy. Gets, gets the nut. Enjoy. Okay. It. Enjoy that lean protein. Um. Do you want to you want to go you want to go topic by topic or you want to go weight by weight? Topic by topic. All right. Listen, man. I hate to. Uh, no, you don't. I hate to bag on the refs because no, sometimes don't. I get in trouble for it. But the the, the 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 fours. You know, on one hand it was terrible. On another hand, they were consistently they called this a couple times. Right. They, it's not a belly gut when you're on your knees. Is not four. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, it was, it was a yeah. So Jan, what what Willie's talking about? No, no one knows what you're talking about right now. In the Ironman, Yanni first meeting, Yanni takes a shot. He's on his knees on the leg attack, chest wrap from. It was more like a head pinch, I think. Regardless, for Ironman takes him over exposure for sure, but it's. Clearly not feet to back, and they get four, and that was just one of the many head scratching calls. Yeah, that match was, that match was disaster. Oh, was that? What did you I think? Mean, what did you think earlier? Uh, one of the things I couldn't figure out earlier, Yanni hit an arm spin, was going for a go behind. Ironman circles completely out of bounds, and they call it action. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe they're saying he was. Grounded or whatever the terminology is, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't understand that call on the edge either. There there was a lot. I mean, that final takedown was certainly bizarre. I mean, that was bore, not even really a folk style takedown, probably. Uh, definitely not in freestyle. Where we're supposed to pass all the way behind. I don't yeah, know. There, there were goofy calls there. It was um, goofy. I mean, one thing that stinks is, and I get it because you know what, coaches. You guys throw that challenge block indiscriminate, and you'll just chuck it to chuck it, I don't, and I don't. you slow down everything. So I don't care. For that reason, that's why they're like, okay, we can't have challenges until the quarters, because otherwise we will never get out of here. And to that I say, well, what's what's the big hurry? One. Yeah, what are you, double park? Listen, the average bracket was like eight people deep. Well, that's just you not, know, you, not you, true. You, it, the brackets weren't huge. Uh, there was only Spencer's was small. Every other one was significantly larger than that. So they, there was the brackets weren't huge, bro. And um, it's 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 a qualifier, right? It sets the pecking order for the freaking trials. Well, I have the solution. I have the solution. Each athlete should have one pre-quarters challenge that they're entitled to. And if they challenge and they win, they keep it, right? I don't uh, Yeah, that's that's that would have that would have saved the match for for Yanni if he just had one. 
I don't get it. I don't get it at all. What are you worried about? First of all, why are we worried about the speed of the tournament? This is this is not um, some stupid open tournament in like that doesn't matter. This sets the this sets this is an important tournament. This is like the top juniors in the country. Right. This plays into the junior world team trials. Why are we why are we trying to make sure well we don't need unnecessary challenges? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. That became obvious. Um and and to to say that you need well to say that that Yanni should get one challenge um or anybody should get one challenge pre quarter well maybe if they had competent officials what you're not, you're not talking about that, that an official isn't going to make one you know they might not make one bad call pre quarters they could make 20 right exactly well, that's why if you keep your brick as long as it's proven to be a, a good challenge. The brackets were actually pretty large. 9, 20, 33, 29, 41, 36, 43, 25, 29, 29, 24. So. Well, yeah, and what were the sessions? Well, we'll have a, we'll a two-hour session today. Then we'll break. Then tomorrow we'll have – you had time. You yeah. had time for challenges. Yeah. And if you didn't have time for challenges, then make sure the format is – Long enough to have time for challenges. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. I mean, I. We get uh We can rip. We can rip uh, folk style officials all day long, but things get a little. People get a little upset when we when we rip the the freestyle folk style. Well, I, you know, Greco officials. I'm not even in this case. I'm not even. In this topic, I'm not even talking about the officials. I'm talking about the the logic of the tournament of how it's set up and right. i'm talking about the, just um, having challenges have it right yeah. why would you, why i this is what I, I talked about this a little bit last show the the presentation of a tournament the way tournaments are run run it like it's important don't run it like it's you, you're double parked and you just want to get the heck out of there and you're rolling up mats halfway and don't have challenges and whatever have it in a ballroom i mean <sighs> I don't get it. Yeah, well, I didn't mind where they had it, but I, I get what you're saying. Um, okay. Wait by wait now? All right, wait by wait. Nothing to even say about 50. Spencer Lee is just incredibly outclassed them, and there's really nothing else to say. There's no one there that could challenge. The trials are but a formality. Congratulations on your world team spot. Spencer Lee, go back to back, buddy. All right. Back to back. Nobody's ever done it. It's never happened, and he he could win four, Willie. Mm-hmm. He could win four. I mean, consider last year he had to petition in. He had to petition in, so he got the extra year. That's kind of unheard of. Um. So yeah, that's that's what's happening there. Unbelievable job by him. He looked untouchable, and I think I know Spencer. I don't know. Actually, when I say I know, I don't actually know this. But I think I think he would have considered trying his luck at at 55. But the way the weigh-ins were, such and obviously Spencer's not large for 55 since he makes 50. But since the weigh-ins were on like Thursday and the finals were on like um, Saturday afternoon, all those guys would have been so big. I think he probably. Yeah, I don't. 
like I understand maybe he wants to like challenge himself or something, but I don't I I don't understand what the point would be really. Of, yeah, I don't either. I mean, outside just, of outside of challenging yourself, I I just think it's really the point of wrestling up in weight when you don't have to. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's clearly a fifty kilo guy. Like he wasn't like dwarfing the guys he was wrestling. I mean, he dwarfed. I mean, wrestling right? ability. He but... made it, and he wrestled good, and he was healthy, and so he's a fifty kilogrammer. So yeah. why? You want to get your, you know, you could say. I mean, well, can't, I can imagine him wanting to wrestle a competitive bout. No, for sure, but yeah. uh, you don't. You wrestle at your optimum weight, and Spencer's optimum weight is clearly at fifty kilograms. Now you could say, well, it would have been cool to see him wrestle this guy and that guy. Yeah, it would have been cool, and um, he didn't necessarily have to wrestle fifty kilograms here. He could have went fifty-five and then down to fifty-four. Texas, but um, you want to get your weight down, right? You want to adjust to that. You want to, right? See how you feel. So, I mean, anybody saying he could have went fifty-five—that's just you being selfish, wanting to see him wrestle bigger guys. Right. Now, fifty-five. I I think the story here, yeah, Dayton Fix. He's the man. We know this. It's been established. But for me, the the story out of it and the surprise mm-hmm. out of it is Gavin. Yeah. And I was I didn't know, right? And I think we even mentioned this like, well, uh, wh- where where does Gavin fit? You know, you you watch Gavin wrestle and and you just kind of look at him. You know, a year ago Dayton Fix kind of surprised us all, but you look at Dayton a year ago and he had like man muscles and was strong and like you could kind of tell like he wasn't going to be like physically outclassed, but you look at Gavin and you wonder how how strong is this kid? How big is he? He still looks um, like a like a boy more than he looks yeah. like a man, right? Like I don't know if I'm I'm saying that right, but I think you no, know, for sure. You know what that's, I mean? That's that's like I would he be able to handle the physicality? Preview? Yeah, I, I wrote kind of the same thing in in the preview. Is that he is he is quote unquote big enough? Sure, right. Like he's big enough, but. Is he has his body adjusted to that size? Like, um, he's just getting bigger. He, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he needs to grow into his bigness, if that makes any sense. Right. Right. Uh, well, and I, I just didn't think. You know, I, I just thought against someone like Piccinini. Uh, now, Piccinini is admittedly a freestyle novice, mm-hmm. but just just to be able to to get to positions and. Uh, Get that head pinch and, and tech him 10-0. And then, even more impressively, to hit it on Dayton. When mm-hmm. Dayton knows this is coming, this is happening, and he still went over for two, um, I was I was a little surprised. I was very surprised, actually. And so my takeaway is, man, Gavin is a, a for real contender here at 55. Dayton is a huge favorite, though. Get, getting to sit in the finals kickback that's a huge advantage yeah yeah and we'll talk about that oh little, yeah should he choose we'll it? talk should we'll talk about a little bit that about the you know, the in a you know one thing i mentioned you know pitching a freestyle novice etc etc he beat austin acid 11 to 8 so yeah. it's you know he knows what he's doing well enough um that that's well, a legit I mean, win over a two-time fargo champ it didn't make me you know coming into the tournament we said 
Gavin could Gavin could have a rough day and we could say, well, we still know that Gavin's good. It's just going to take him a little while to adjust. Or Gavin could have a great tournament and we could say, wow, Gavin Teasdale is that dude. Uh, he, you know, he's ready for the size. But so I guess what I'm saying is we knew that we knew that Teasdale was legit. And when he beats Piccinini, I, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is I don't think that Piccinini went down levels in my book. Heck no. Absolutely Especially not. considering, you know, considering that Teasdale's very good and all the points were like, they were like freestyle points, right? There wasn't a takedown score. It was the same move. It was three head pinches. A yeah. Four, two, and a four. You know who else had a really nice tournament at 55? Austin Gomez. Austin Gomez. He beat, yep. he beat Acid and Piccinini. His only loss was to Dayton. Yep. So very nice showing by Gomez. He's obviously a well-credentialed freestyler. Um, really solid. The Iowa State recruit. And, you know, look for look for big things from him. Great weight. I love this weight. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, sixty. Couple, couple in here. Sixty, man. There's a lot of stories in here because this is a this is a very loaded weight. But Mitchell McKee takes this weight, um, goes through Lincoln Olson, Nick Lee by Tech, Tech Scotty Parker, and pins Seth Gross. I mean, M- Mitchell McKee was utterly dominant throughout. Mm-hmm. Another guy with with really good freestyle credentials, really good at the international styles in general. He made the finals. His guts, huh? His, his guts. guts, but more importantly, well, you know, not more importantly, but also equally impressive are his head pinches. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the best one out there at the junior level. He's really, really strong from that position. Um, Jaden Ironman obviously looked really well, re- looked really good as well. Um, even, even though his first Yanni win or his only Yanni win, I guess it was was controversial. I think he saw that Jaden's pretty dang good. But I came away thinking this whole tournament after it was over, this is going to be Yanni's weight if he wants it. If he goes after it, if he pursues it, he's going to be my pick. I had questions with him similar to Teasdale. Okay, let's see how he can do with these college guys, with these really strong kids. And, man, even the match he lost to Ironman, I didn't feel like he was – like he wasn't strong enough there. He just no. He, uh, he made tactical errors. He kind of shot himself out of the match to a degree. He shot himself out of the match. You know, even that last four that we feel wasn't a four. He didn't have to be in that position. Yanni was leading. Yanni was leading and took a shot. Took a couple shots. Right. And I don't. Did Ironman had score a takedown in that match? Yeah, like in the first four seconds, he doubled him. Oh yeah, yeah, right. But um, the majority of Ironman's points were from Yanni in on shots and he in Ironman counter. Yeah. Which, I mean, hey, that's freestyle, right? Like, you've got to be able to... You know. It is free. It, it is freestyle. I mean, it is... You have to be aware of that, obviously. But what I'm saying is it's easier for Yanni to make that adjustment than it is for Ironman. Iron, Ironman. As we saw. I mean, because they wrestled for third and I think Yanni either teched him or beat him by nine. It wasn't, wasn't a close match. Um, it was a tech. 19-8. So, but even still, giving up eight points. So, again, we'll talk about Yanni going through and maybe McKee 
sitting in the sitting in the finals and the difficulties there in a minute. Sixty three at non world weight wasn't particularly loaded. Sixty six is interesting. Pantaleo wins, um, but there'll be people coming. There'll be additional people in the trials, right? Right, Kimmerer. Um, I'm told will come down to sixty six for the junior world team trials. I guess just want to get some matches in at 70, but he'll be coming down to 66. I'm told. So very, uh, he's obviously someone that will, will be a factor at 66. I thought he looked good at 70 though. Evan wick. I, I was insanely impressed with him. I, I didn't, I didn't expect him to really compete like that with, with camera. But man, that kick can get the legs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Impressed. Uh, impressed. And I, I, I said the, this both on the Wick brothers are tough. Yeah, I said this on the broadcast. I'll say it here. That I think the Wicks to Wisconsin with Kyle Rochelle is like a perfect match. Like I think their style and his style is is ideal. So I think I think that was a smart choice by them, and I think they're gonna learn a lot. Under Kyle Rochelle and Coach Davis, etc., at Wisconsin, um, but yeah, Michael Kemmerer thought he looked good, thought he looked the part, um, but man, he he had to he had to eke it out against Devin Wick. So Kemmerer down Pico. I don't know. So okay, a little little intel here. Pico's on the fence about juniors. He is wrestling at the World Cup, which is in June. And I think they're worried about him cutting down to 66 for junior world team trials and then going up to 70 for World Cup, which is a couple, like three weeks later, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that's the decision he's balancing um, for me. I mean, in my opinion, I would, I'd like to see him go junior world team trials and, and make that junior world team and, you know, really. Not sure up a weak weight. I think will be tough there. But, I mean, obviously, Pico is a two-time medalist. He's made the finals. He was bronze. He's probably the favorite this year. So, I'd like to win a team title. Right? Let's And I think, that. you know, Pantaleo, Kemmer, good. Aaron Pico, Next guaranteed, level. guaranteed medalist. Next level. Next level. I mean, this is a guy that is like 6-0 and against Zane Rutherford. I mean, yeah. insane insane like how kid i mean this guy was I mean, it's a guy that was a, a almost point away olympic. from the yeah like a point away from being our olympic our olympian like the kids just on another level and i think and it's easy for me to say you know <laughs> yeah that sure you think that christian i th- i think he could make the team at 66 and then i don't think he's gonna be a- have any problem being adequately sized for, for seven 70. for 70 at the world cup like i don't I think he can get get that weight back on, and he's not going to be out horsed. But you know, it's it's good that we would have have him in one of those, and it was cool to hear that he's not, you know, okay, I'm done with wrestling. He's yeah. I now, how long is he going to stay around? I I didn't acquire that information. I don't know that yet. Uh, I'm hoping he stays around because obviously he's he's a treat to watch and an uber talent, and could very well be. The guy at 66, or 65, I should say, moving forward. Well, he's supposed to fight this fall. Right. So, it'll be interesting. I mean, maybe maybe he dabbles in both. Maybe he fights and he comes back to wrestling and, I don't know, maybe he loosens him up a little bit. 
He, you know, Aaron's been, he's very intense. Yes. He and is. maybe, maybe he holds himself a little too tight, if you know what I mean. No. I mean, I know what that means, but I don't know how uh, he's doing it. I don't know. I, I think maybe, maybe it'll be good for him mentally to, to dabble in this and dabble in that for a year or two. Right. Okay. I see what you mean. I hope Just, he does. Just one theory. I mean, he could train through this entire next cycle, and he'll be 23 when he starts, you know, his M- MMA career. Like, he's yeah, that's still, still so young. Super, super young. And he's, you know, but, you know, I'm here I am giving life advice to Aaron Pico. No, this ha- just... This happens sometimes. Sometimes I tell so, coaches how to coach. 70 kilograms was Kemmerer. He's going down, we said. 74, what a bracket, huh? Oh, my goodness. This was such a fun weight. Um, for me, the story that comes out of here is, is Vincenzo Joseph mm-hmm. seeing him. It's kind of like, like with 55 Dayton fix is Dayton fix and 74 Mark Hall's Mark Hall. So, okay, let's move on. We know what they are. Vincenzo Joseph looks the part of, of, a a national title contender at 165 next year. That's, you think? I think so. I absolutely think so. Now, how does he compare to like uh, Isaac Jordan? Yeah, I think he. I think he could go with Isaac. I mean, shoot, Gino Morelli almost beat Isaac Jordan this year. Had him. I mean, yeah, I think they were close to to cutting him loose this year at sixty five. I I think he's. I I just think he's so talented. How um, about the middle of that lineup though? Rutherford, Nolf, Chenzo, Bo. Oh my, <laughs> that's. Scariness, scariness. So uh, Vincenzo, and then, and then a year, then a year after that, Bo goes up. Well, we'll talk about this a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, we'll talk about this. Um, lot Penn State lineup article went up this morning, but Chinzo beats Joe Smith. He scores the first four points against Mark Hall, and then he gives up four late at the end of the first. That was really kind of had to be deflating. I yeah, don't there was a, there was a. There was a takedown in a gut, like with no time left. Like he was sitting back because Mark was acting like he was gonna lace him, and so he's sitting back and his hips weren't on the mat. And then Mark just goes boom and guts him to the left, like looked kind of easy. And there was four four Hall at the break. Then Hall scores like a freaky counter takedown, like he's wanted to do, or it might not have been a counter. Regardless, it ends up eight four, but it was kind of like a six four match where Chinzo was on the winning takedown at the end and then kind of gives up, and it's an 8-4 final. So I, I love to see that match uh, again. Now also remember that it sounds like Jason Nolf will be in the mix here in Dallas. Is that right? Yes, it is. That is right. So get wow. get fired up about that. Um, but yeah, Vincenzo looked great. I thought Logan Massa looked good. I would have loved to see Massa-Vincenzo. I think that would have been. I would have too. I think that would have been a, a a great match. Vincenzo pins Anthony Valencia. I mean Valencia pins, pins over Nolf or uh, pins over Joe Smith. Valencia and Joe Smith. Right, upper body stuff. So it's like another little. That's area. a good day. That's not a bad day. Not a bad day. You only lose to the champion Mark Hall, your future teammate. That's kind of unfair. Um, really like Logan Massa. I think he's another guy that's going to be in that mix for. Maybe a title, and I'm not trying to be dismissive of Isaac Jordan. He is the favorite. Isaac Jordan is the favorite next year coming in, but I think there's some young, hungry, very elite talent coming in. Larry Early looked good as well. 
So well, that really looked big, huh? Yeah, yeah. I thought he looked adequately sized for for seventy four. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's the the main juice. Seventy seventy nine was Bo Bresky, another non world weight. Um, he he wrestled. He's a big freestyler. I expect him to make a move here. Probably maybe go up. He's got to go up, man. He is so big. Don't you think? Yeah. Yep. He's too big for 74 kilos. Zahid Valencia once Ooh. again beats oh Miles Martin. That single leg. No is, big deal. That single is something. He's, I mean, uh, I don't know what, what, to, what to say other than, you know, it's kind of the same story. Miles struggles to, I mean, Zahid is, he really didn't get to show it in that match, but Zahid is just freaky hard to score on. Yeah. And then when he gets, I mean, when you get in on a single leg as deep as he does, there's no defense. There's no hips for it. It's just you're getting I'm taken feeling, down. I'm feeling good. Now, the, the the guy that he's supposed to wrestle from Iran Uh-oh. is the returning junior world champion. And so for, so for Zahid, it's actually good for Zahid to get a feel for him, um, you know, before before France. But I, I wrote in the preview, if Zahid had a do-over for that match at Junior Worlds last year, I, I, I just would have liked to see him wrestle more. I think he could have done well at that weight. Um, and so if, if Zahid is, in fact, our guy, I'm feeling pretty good about his medal chances in France this year. Yes, I agree with that. Um, let's get a little more pep in our step here. 90. Well, before that, any, any takeaways from, from Miles Martin? No, no, I don't think so. He's I think he's fine. He's still the man. It's, a, it's just a a matchup issue. I'd like to see them in folk. I don't. I don't know what changes in folk. Maybe it's the same thing, but maybe not. Maybe it's a it's a different thing. I don't know. Don't uh, Ohio State fans should not be worried at all. Right. And also, Zahid probably going seventy four next year. Did I say that yet? That's a whole. That's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. I think he's going seventy four next year. All kinds of stuff going on at seventy four. Ninety six. Jacob Seeley was the runner up last year. This year he wins it. No Anthony Kassar. Um, any intel there if Kassar will be wrestling? I believe that he will be at uh, Dallas for the Junior World Team Trials. So I think we'll see him there. Thought Seeley looked really good. He gassed out Benick pretty well. Um, on the fence about what Bennick will be. When he goes, man, that kid looks really, really tough, really talented. Bennick? Sometimes he just don't pull the trigger. Yeah. But when he if he gets all that in line, he'll be good. 120. 120, not our strongest weight. Uh, It is not. That is accurate. That is accurate. But you know what? Last year we were like, oh, geez, Nathan Butler. And then the kid won bronze. So uh, I was much more confident in Nathan Butler than stuff. I was. Strifle or Grayson. I'm oh, sure. yeah. I I bet you someone goes. Maybe Jordan Wood. Jordan Wood will throw his hat in the ring at 120. Maybe. I don't know if Nick Nevels will. But if he did, I think he would win. So we'll see. We may uh, we may get some competition for Riley Strife. Let's talk a little bit about. Um, so the, the winner is at 55, 60, 60. Nope. 74. 55, 60, 74, and 84. Uh, wrestle at Beat the Streets, but it's a little problematic in that Beat the Streets is a Thursday, 
And these guys are supposed to weigh in on Saturday mm. for the trials. And one of the events happened to be in New York, and the other event happens to be in Texas. Right. I bet you could get a direct from LaGuardia to Dallas. But I know, but these guys are cutting their foot off to make weight. Yes, well, Zahid isn't. Zahid's no. Zahid probably weighs in with a turkey sandwich. Um, but, but, you know. Yeah, Dayton is for sure. Dayton is. Uh, McKee uh, Mark, probably is. Mark has a solid cut. I don't know what McKee. He's pretty dang big. He's big. So I, I imagine he's got a decent cut. But the, the point being, um, you know, the, they have the option to delay the rest off if they want to. So I, I am Dayton Fix. I won. I wrestle at Beat the Streets. Okay, 55. Let's say Austin Gomez wins. All right, I don't want to wrestle you off now. We'll do it later at a world team camp. But they have to determine that before. Well, I don't know how much before. Uh, two days before weigh-ins. Really? So they have to know before Beat the Streets. Oh, they have to know before Beat the Streets. I mm. will read this to you. Uh, if, if the UWW National Champion, which happened in Vegas... At 55, 60, 74, 84, competes at Peter Streets. He may request a delay for any reason up until the end of weigh-ins. Okay, so That's, it has to happen. Yeah, at- so so they could say Saturday. I mean, they could be there Saturday and the weight cut's not going well. They're like, I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So that's. I think that's fair. Now, this puts them between a rock and a hard place, in my opinion. Because by... You think you're doing them a favor by allowing them to delay the wrestle-off, but they lose a lot of the advantage of winning UWW Juniors. That's that's the key. Look, if you if you delay the wrestle-off... You don't sit in the guy, finals all day. Right. Now that guy... What's going to happen... If, if When they delay the wrestle-off, it's, it'll be at Colorado Springs, right? Yeah, it'll be at a camp likelihood, in all likelihood. And so your opponent can... Handle his weight cut the day before, focus completely on you, get super pumped up, and dial in for one three-match series, as opposed to having to wrestle all these other studs and then wrestle you best two out of three. Uh, right. You lose a lot of advantage. I just think about just think about 55, date and fix. You know, Teasdale has to go through Acid, Piccinini, and Gomez – um, just to get to Dayton, and then he's got to beat Dayton two out of three. It's it's basically impossible. But, all right, I do this in, in Dallas. I win. Now I just get to completely focus on Dayton Fix, and guess what? He's going to have just the same amount of energy as me, and guess what? It's, you know, same weigh-in situation. So it's, it's a big advantage for the guy in Dallas, and if I'm the guy in Dallas, I probably want him to delay. So you for, certainly want them to delay. So for that reason, I'm not sure what will, what will happen. Yeah. Maybe all the guys will, will do it. And um, I like that they're giving them the flexibility up until weigh-ins as well. Mm-hmm. So that's a, another little wrinkle into this beat the streets junior world team trials, um, which are happening on the same weekend. Um, you want to go PSU lineup? Let's go PSU lineup. I want to. Yeah, for sure. So this came out today. Make sure you check it out on the homepage. Um, I kind of predict and prognosticate the potential 
Penn State lineup for next year. And it's tough. I think this is I, – I kind of delayed on this one because, like, I, I want to get more information about it, right? Because they could do so many things. They're, they have so many options. It's crazy. Like, I this, – so this is what I, I put out, but I don't well, know if a, that's going to be the case. It's in the back half, right? Like, okay, there's – well, in the front half of the lineup, there is one maybe wrinkle that could change. They may be able to flip Cortez and Goulibaly. Yeah. So that's, that's the it. one. But but the pieces are all the same. Yes. It's it's Suriano right out of the gates, Cortez, Goulibaly, Zane. For sure. And or it could be Goulibaly Cortez if you subscribe to that theory. Yeah, I don't think they'll cut him back down. I don't think they would. I kind of for a while thought maybe they should, but I, I don't know. That doesn't seem to be what they do. Although they did that with Conaway, but Conaway was always a 25-pounder. Um, so that's the front half. I don't know what they're doing. 57, now you mentioned in the article that at some point you thought that Nolf would be moving up to 65 and now you don't feel that way. I don't feel that way either. I think Nolf is fine at 57. I do too. Um, Size-wise and ability-wise. Um, and then it starts getting tricky. I mean, I guess I guess Vincenzo's plugged in as a 65. Right. That's not um, super tricky. I mean, there were, like, like you said, there was a time where people were like, Nolf probably won't be able to hold this for very long. He's getting bigger. His dad's a big. I mean, his dad's a big guy. Yeah. But he's, so I guess I guess where it gets tricky is seventy four, right? Does does Bo Nickel stay at seventy four? Yeah. Or does he move up to eighty four and and you plug Hall in? Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's so f- tricky because is not only do you not know if Hall's going to wrestle, you don't know if he's going to enroll. Is he going to defer a year? Is he got redshirt? What? Is he going to just wrestle right away? They, they can go so many different ways that it's like, well, I'm, it's so hard to predict. Obviously, if yeah, Hall's going to wrestle, even, he'd go 74. You, you don't know what Hall's going to do, and you don't know how big Bo is. You assume he can still make 74 comfortably. And you, you don't know – there's so many things you don't know. You don't know how big Shakur Rashid really is. You don't know how healthy Matt McCutcheon is. You don't know where Anthony Kassar is in his return. There's a lot of different things going on there. Yeah. So if I think Bo does stay down at 74 one more year, and then McCutcheon goes 84 another year. But, you know, it gets tricky. If Bo goes up, what happens to McCutcheon? You know, I don't, I don't think McCutcheon has the build for 97. You know, I think, I, think he, I think he's perfectly suited for, for 84. So that becomes problematic. You, you, you chuck a guy that's really tough maybe out of the, um, out of the lineup. I mean, that this, this is in very, this is going to happen at some point at Penn state where someone good is going to have to sit. I mean, Matt Brown, he had to sit a year and he eventually won a national title. Um, and 97 is really tricky. I don't think Shakur is as big as you think he is right now. I think he's, Somewhere in the mid '80s is what I'm told. Kassar got really big, apparently, um, when they were kind of flirting with maybe using him at heavyweight this year. Shakur is he's really big, but he's really lean. Super lean. So I, you know, he's a tough guy that may find himself on on the bench again. So who who knows what they're gonna do? That's my best guess. 
Not a ton of inside information, just a little. And and we'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. But the one takeaway is they've got options, and they're going to be really, really good next year. All right. So we're just two minutes over. That's a, that's a one kilo allowance one for kilo. us. One kilo. That's it. One kilo allowance for us. We will be back Thursday, right, Piles? No doubt. No doubt. Let's play it. I'm going to play us out. Um, play us out. Thursday, we'll be coming back at you. Lord knows what we'll have for you then. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back Thursday. Um, yeah, that's it, and that's all. Be sure to stay tuned to Flow. We got big stuff going on this week. NC State Episode 3 will be coming on Wednesday. Check out Penn State lineup look on the site already. Recruiting class rankings. Oh, yeah. Recruiting class rankings. Don't screw it up, Willie. Oh, that's what's going to happen. You mess this up, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire Thursday morning bright and early. All right. Get ready. All right. That's a promise. See you next time, guys. Thanks.